Welcome to the Wedding Film Academy podcast, your go-to source for learning to create stunning wedding films and run a successful business. Here's your host, Lumix Luminary and wedding filmmaker, Jordan Bunch. Hey everybody, before we start this show, I just wanted to let y'all know that we have a new really amazing Facebook group going. So if you look for Wedding Film Academy Facebook group, you'll find the page and you'll have to just answer two simple questions to make sure that you're going to send out good vibes to everybody in the group before we let you in. But hop on over there and join that group. Also, if you have other friends in the industry, go ahead and add them to the group as well. We're really trying to build something that's centered around the idea of encouragement and, and building one another up. Uh, as well as giving others a a leg up when they need it. And so one of the things that we're doing is we're going to do pretty close to a weekly film critique. So if you hop on over to our website, weddingfilmacademy.org, you can actually enter in to potentially have your film live critiqued by us on the Facebook group. And it's been a really awesome experience so far. We've done two of them so far, and we have... Uh, several, several dozen have been submitted, so uh, we can't get to everybody's right away because we're only, only going to do one week and we're having a ton of submissions, but we would love for you to submit one of your films over at WeddingFilmAcademy.org and then definitely make sure you join the Facebook group so that you can know when your film is going to be judged live. So hop on over to that Facebook group and we will see you there. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wedding Film Academy podcast. We are continuing on here at Shutterfest, recording as much content for you as we can while we're live in person, because I love these in-person, face-to-face conversations, and today I'm talking with Matt Thompson and with Jason Group of Firefly Song Freedom. So I'm super pumped because Song Freedom is our by far for for my companies by far the number one source of our music licensing we basically only use two two sources at this point um you guys and soundstripe is the other one that we use a little bit of as well and so i'm just thrilled to get to be talking to you guys so thanks for coming on thanks Finn. happy to be here thank you yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so Jason, you recently joined the team. You were formally uh, helping to put on the whole show at WPPI. And uh, why'd you why'd you transition over to Song Freedom? Uh, well, f- first of all, my main my main purpose at WPPI was the conference director. So, I mean, I did de- definitely was involved in you know as far as the show look and feel and and you know other aspects of it and you know. Um, you know, coming from the photographer side to WPPI and, and as a speaker there, um, definitely was involved in, you know, uh, you know, the look and feel and the, I guess higher level stuff in the show. So, but, uh, mainly my, my job was, was conference and education. Um, it was a great job for five years and, uh, I, I loved doing it. Uh, you know, without getting into the nitty gritty down and dirty, it was uh, time for me to move on. And, and Matt and I have been friends, uh, and working together as a customer for, for many years. And uh, it just, you know, worlds aligned and the orbits were right. And, uh, you know, I'm thrilled to be working on his team now and and uh, on to the next adventure. 
Awesome. He got sick of paying New York prices for things too. <laughs> I really, it's really about the barbecue more than anything else. New York and the beer. New York has no barbecue. So no, they don't. No, they don't. Yeah. But St. Louis doesn't have any Chinese food. No, <laughs> but we do have brisket that's appeared everywhere else, especially Texas. False. Oh. False. Wow. This that's is some fake smack news talk. right here, people. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> All right, Matt. As long as we're talking about fake news. <laughs> just kidding uh tell me a little bit of the give me a history lesson because it's not been too long since it was basically impossible to license good music for videos and you were really one of the pioneers in helping to make that possible for filmmakers so give me a little history lesson on how this whole thing started Sure. So, you know, I actually came from a finance background. I did a lot of really, really boring stuff in the banking world uh, until about 2009 when basically the federal government take o- took over banks uh, as, as a whole. And then pretty much you're showing up going to work for, for the Fed every day, which is less fun than it sounds actually really <laughs> yeah i know i know it doesn't you, sound very fun you it think it'd be like amazing fun, but yes. it, but it's yeah. not uh, so uh, i actually left I, I was doing well enough i left my job had zero lined up after that and wasn't sure what i was going to do next and uh, one day joe Schweitzer called me and asked what I was doing, and my response was something along the lines, "Well, I'm laying on the couch watching Oprah." <laughs> wow. I, that's what I was. And you get a call from Joe Schweitzer, and you get a call from Joe Schweitzer. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe's uh, favorite things. He was he was talking about. He started so he's like, you know, my my wedding video business. This is back in this is back in '09, so we're we're going on nine years ago here. Um, he's like, I just posted this video on on Vimeo, which hadn't been around all that long back then and then it got something like 10,000 views in the last month or, or whatever it was and it was a lot for that time because online video wasn't as massive as it is now it accelerated a lot just a couple years later um but he's like i really really want to use i'm yours by jason Mraz because you know again this, this is 09 um and that song was just yeah. on fire right everybody wanted it and um and all that and he said so we reached out we emailed we called we tried to get a hold of these guys at the record label and nobody returns a call returns an email and you know ob- obviously it's not it's it's not worth their time at all it's not it's not a anything against those guys they're busy you know trying to complete a license that's five hundred thousand or a million dollars for a major motion picture right um wedding video makes zero sense for them right um it's it's they're losing a t- half a million dollars by picking up the phone and talking to Joe Schweitzer. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I do the same. <laughs> Sometimes, but uh, anyway, so he's, he's talking, telling me about this and, and I'm like, okay, what does this have to do with me? And it was one of those like, he's like, well, since you're not doing anything, maybe you could, you know, help, help me think of a way to, to fix this problem. And that, and I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't know. It sounds Sounds really hard, like, you know, really expensive, like you need a lot, a lot of money for them to be, you know, interested at all. And I, you know, in, in my my role in the banks and that I saw a lot of different, a lot, a lot of different things. But um, I said, OK, fine, let's meet. Let's meet for coffee. Let's talk and and see. And so he started, you know, delving into um the, the videography community back then it was still okay to call them videographers. Um, it, it's, it's not now, right now it's, it's your, your filmmaker or, or, or there's, there's other different things and all sure. that, whatever you want to call yourself is fine. Sure. Um, 
back then it was just that though. Um, and, and so he's like, this is a videography community and this is the photography community. And, uh, I don't know much about that, but here's all the video people that I know. Yeah. And, and I just think, and, and this is, this part's hilarious looking back at it now he said i just think that if there was a legal licensing solution out there everybody would jump on it <laughs> yeah. because we all love to pay more money absolutely what's not when, fun when about nobody's that. enforcing any rules right but then people started enforcing these rules all of a sudden they did yeah they, they did big time cold uh, play Coldplay. Yeah, they, I the think, infamous, think people uh, know the Coldplay story. Yeah. Oh gosh, that was uh, that would have been like 2011, maybe. Yeah, I, I want to say something like that. This and Tony Romo's wedding. Tony you, you Romo's know the story probably better than I do. Yeah, Tony. I mean, I I, I get a I get a phone call from from Joe Simon, not not Schweitzer. Yeah. And that we talked a little bit about that, and you know, kind of what happened, and I, I think that. You know, it was one of those things where maybe it wasn't supposed to necessarily go anywhere, but then of course it went everywhere because it's Tony Romo's wedding. Yeah. Um, you know, and it doesn't even have to do that because around the same time, got a similar phone call from David Robin and, and that, and he'd done something like a lip sync thing with a Black Eyed Peas song. And, you know, it wasn't, wasn't anything celebrity based, whatever, but it just got just enough eyeballs on it and got attention that he didn't want to have um unfortunately and so they both reached out and asked for help on okay how do we how do we navigate this and that and i said well you know there's, there's only so much that i so so much advice that i can give because you know you're going against the people that that i essentially work with um to provide this stuff so it was, it was a little delicate but I, I i said what i could um and and you know kind of wish them the best and they I, I they both got out from under those things and you know, moved on and, yeah. and, and, and all doing great okay. stuff still. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's all good, but yeah, it's, it's, um, so yeah. So, uh, about, about nine months uh, after meeting with Joe, I was still working, pushing the rock up the hill. Uh, this is the first time that I spent almost a year working for free, uh, just to figure out how to make it work. Yeah. Not only working for free, but working about 80 hours a week for free, uh, to, to figure out how to get licensing done negotiated with labels, publishers, raised capital, built a website, did, did marketing, reached out to the Jason groups of the world that were educators in, uh, in July. It beats watching Oprah. I, mean. it's, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just one Oprah. of those suckers for punishment, though, so that's why I would, Are you? I yeah. would go for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I couldn't. I, couldn't I, I thank God there it was an Amazon Prime and and all this streaming stuff when oh. I was running my business now because I, I don't think I, I think I'd be out of business. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix will drag away your life goal dreams. Yes, yes. Well, I did. You I did it. used to like watching uh, um, reruns and, and 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 streaming stuff when I was editing. I do miss doing that. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so Song Freedom is Joe Schweitzer's fault, basically. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so if you have any problems with Firefly Song Freedom, you should call Joe Schweitzer. 
Absolutely. Joe at uh, SpicerFilm618.com. Yes, yes, yes. And <laughs> uh, we, maybe you can, well, when you post this, I'll, we'll post his phone number. Perfect. In we'll, put it, we'll put it in the show notes. Right, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> you just, so, so if there's a problem, you should call Joe Schweitzer. If there is, if you want to compliment us, it's JG at songfreedom.com. Perfect. <laughs> or, yes. <laughs> no, just, just me. Yeah. Big yeah, <laughs> man out of it. Back, back then, he did say that there was a couple of companies that were trying to do this. And it, it's funny, I see like you know almost every morning when i wake up there's a different music licensing company i, I feel like sometimes uh but you know i always see it, it's uh created by composers or created by videographers for videographers and and things like that which is right which is great it's like you know you know what a certain uh crowd does or wants or, or something like that sure um but there's a, there's a decent chance that if if you want to get a major record label deal done that a composer or a, a filmmaker might not be the right person to kick down that door yeah um and i don't know if joe realized that back then um but it's it's worked out so far yeah for sure so talk to me about that process for you guys of trying to work with some of these major record labels because it's not you know, like I said, we also use Soundstripe, but they're not getting major record deals or something. This is kind of more uh, indie artists, kind of generic stuff. But you guys have top 40 songs that we can license on top of just other great artists. So, I mean, how'd you pull that off? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, wanna, I, wanna, I want the story. That's a, here's here's the secret. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, a lot of the process and, you know, like, like anything else in life, right. You, you discover more and more as you go along, like how much you don't know. Right. And I was, I was going in pretty blind and thank God that I was because, um, if, if I knew then what I know now, I, I probably would have given up. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't, I wouldn't have tried. Uh, very heavy doors to beat down. I imagine. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, you know, like I said, you know, earlier, if, if they're, if they're picking up the phone to talk to Joe Schweitzer, they're losing money. Um, you know, the same, the same goes for me, right? I had to convince these guys that it's worth their time, worth their while to, you know, pass up millions of dollars in revenue to sit down and talk with me for an hour. Um, it's not necessarily easy to, 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 to <laughs> overcome that objection because uh, everybody likes millions of dollars. Um, but, you know, to, I had to sit down and make them see what, what the vision was um, and, and then what they've told me since that, that I did differently than other companies before them was that I, I asked them how to do it. Um, and I guess that we, we had a a company that launched about six, seven years ago called Greenlight Music that was funded by uh, Corbis Foundation, which is Bill Gates, Bill Gates money. And yeah. you better believe that I, I didn't sleep for like two weeks when they launched. Yeah. And he was on, you know, NBC money, whatever it was, talking about the launch of this thing. They're doing all these things for corporate and wedding videos and all these different things like that. And they're going to do this, whatever. Um they were here for about a year and then they went away Mm. after they ran through reportedly like 25, $30 million. Um, absolutely crazy. But I I guess that everybody else said, Hey, here's what we want to do. Here's how we're going to do it. We just need, you know, just shut up and give us your rights. (laughs) Um, and I, I, I guess was more respectful than that. And I said, look, you guys are, 
you know, the experts on how to do this. This is what I want to do. This is how I would like things to come out in the end for our customer. This is what is going to make sense to the, to the filmmakers and photographers in our industry. This is what we think they can, they can pay. These are the rights that could make sense. And, um, and that, how do we, how do we accomplish that? And it was months of just back and forth and, and they said, okay, well, what about this, Matt? What about, you know, when we launched, by the way, like we could only, you could only leave music up online for a year. Yeah. You could only leave the video up for a year. You just reposted that on Facebook. But that was, that was our first set of rights. It was like, they wouldn't go beyond that. Um, leave it up for a year. And then they got to take it down. That wow. was, that was our first year in business because nobody else had done anything like that. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I remember crazy. that came up in Facebook, right? Yeah. I just reposted it. It was, what, six years ago? Maybe six years six ago. Six years ago that you went from being a year, which everyone was like, oh, how am I going to remember what songs are up for a year? And then became perpetuity, which was amazing. Because that's like the theme of wedding videographers. It's great wedding video for one year. Right. <laughs> yeah. You can remember your wedding for one year. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it, well, it's so funny too because, like, you know, if you if you talk to, it depends on who you talk to, right? If you talk to a Joe Schweitzer or something like that, like he didn't want to leave weddings up from from more than a year ago because well, his work had true. progressed so much, and he's like, I don't want somebody looking at that old stuff. Right. Like that's that's not going to look cool. Um, I only want to look at this. So for people like him, it was no problem. But you got people that are, you know, they might have stuff for the last eight years up, and right. holy cow, um, that's that's a problem. Not that there's right or wrong there, but yeah. Well, that's one of the things that I appreciate about Song Freedom and what y'all have done differently from a lot of other companies is, is the thoughtful way that you've gone about things right down to, you know, making it a license that actually means something, you know, because I've read blogs that other music licensing companies have put out that basically said like, sorry, if YouTube flags your video, not our fault, you know, like we're not, we're not really doing anything about it, but you guys, seem to have more care into making sure that your license actually means something when somebody posts it online. It's a, I mean, it's a lot of work. That's the bottom line. I had yeah. somebody from one of these other music licensing companies call me a few months ago and say, Hey, how are you handling? How are you guys doing this? YouTube have handling this YouTube issue, the Facebook yeah. issue from what we hear, you're doing a great job and that, and, and, they didn't want to hear, which, which is which is why you don't have a bunch of these other licensing companies working with the majors. They don't want to hear that it's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> so you guys have made a transition in the last, I don't remember, was within the last year, pretty big transition, right? Has it been a year? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, last, last, last August. Yeah. So coming July up on August, yeah. a year, nine months, something like that. Anyways, uh a pretty big transition on a couple of fronts. One is this transition to Firefly, which is going to offer more than just music licensing. And the other is a subscription-based model instead of a pay-per-song model. Um, and anytime there's changes involved, there's going to be all kinds of uh, misinformation spread and... Uh, people who are angry about the change and stuff. So I think I just, I just want to hear from you guys, like 
talk to me about this transition that you've been making over the last year from song freedom to firefly song freedom. Well, let's start with the, let's start with the change problem. Okay. And you know how our, 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 uh, industry hates change. <laughs> so nobody likes when, uh, they're, they're doing something that they like and then changes it. Uh, that's, that's always something that, uh, you know, I've kind of not laughed at, but like just kind of as photographers or filmmakers, um, we hate changes of any kind, whether it be uh, how we have to do our pricing models to how we deliver our products. I mean, geez, the, the discussions just in the filmmaking community about how you deliver your product is the most passionate discussion. No, you should be putting on a thumb drive. No, you should be putting on a DVD. No, you should be VHS, you know, VHS whatever it may be. So any of those changes yeah. are ridiculous conversations because it just needs to be for what it works for you. Yeah. And I understand the passion and we appreciate it. But, um, you know, this switch from single song license to a membership model is just a smart move for for everybody and yes it does mean that uh the person who only buys one song a year isn't going to be happy um but that's the bottom line is is that it's the one person and and you know i think matt will agree with me in that our our goal and one of the reasons that matt brought me in was you know we want to as our business you know i've been somebody who's been working on community building for a long time, whether it was when I was a photographer working with Pictage as a pug leader or working with Doug PPI and now moving to this side, I want our customers to, and our members to be successful and building that community. And we want to continue building that community. So, you know, membership just made sense for us in that sense to bring people in. And, you know, we, we have bigger plans beyond just, you know, selling music and slideshows. We want to help people, you know, make money and, and do that. So, um, it just made sense. And, and I was thrilled when this, when Matt went back to this model, uh, because it just meant so much more value for, for our customers. So tell me about what, what is the subscription model? What does that look like right now for those who are not familiar with what you guys do? So it's, it's, a, it's a one, it's either a monthly or an annual price. And we have gone back and forth, not back and forth. We've had different marketing avenues that we've done it. And, you know, we've been accused of changing, you know, our pricing structure a million times. And, and just this week, as a matter of fact, I haven't been able to answer the, the, the tag on Facebook uh, it, it, it's, it's been basically the same. It's been maybe a $25 difference here or there, but you know, in different ways that we put it out there. So you either pay a monthly fee or an annual fee. Um, at some point, uh, I'd like us to just be a monthly fee. So it's just simple and easy for people to understand. Uh, and you pay the, the monthly fee and you get unlimited downloads and licenses to our standard, uh, standard tracks, which includes indie artists and, and, and the like. And then we have uh, mainstream artists like, can I say the artists? Sure. Oh yeah, Imagine Dragons, uh, Maroon 5. I like to say Ariana Grande because it makes <laughs> the girls in the office cringe because the old guy's like, what is he saying? Um, but we have some mainstream, and Moby, which I'm, I'm the only one that's excited about that. Uh, uh, so mainstream artists and you pay $10 a song for the mainstream artists. Uh, and the rest is like, I like to say, it's like a music buffet for slideshows and, and music, uh, as many songs in, that you want to download a license. Awesome. And 
as of today, not yesterday or the day before or tomorrow, but what's the pricing today? The pricing today is is one one dollar less than what everybody else is already paying. <laughs> <laughs> one dollar, Bob. Uh, we we have an offer right there that's ninety nine dollars for your first six months, wow. and then it goes to thirty dollars a month after that. Nice for the next six months. Okay, so, so for the full year, you're looking at around two seventy. Yeah, and previously, I remember spending you know in the neighborhood of fifty dollars a song. Correct. So, I mean, if you if you're not using six songs in a year, uh, then you know you're probably in the wrong business. So, six songs in a year, then you already had a discount on what you were going to pay for the whole year at two hundred seventy dollars a year. Right? right, and and that was that was a good point for like what we're saying. Like, we our business, we wanted to be focused on the working professional, people who are using music, creating art, and yeah. I'm sorry, even if you do one wedding a year or do one one uh, uh, you know life event a year uh, if you can't figure out what to do with five other songs yeah uh, I don't think we're for you yeah <laughs> I mean bottom line yeah. you know if you can't create something with five songs that you can make it worthwhile whether it be a marketing video for yourself or whatnot so we want to gear ourselves to people who consume our music who consume and create art and and and, and the like and so the people who just want to buy one song a year from us you know there's plenty of other places they can go yeah you can buy one song for 280 dollars well there's that too. <laughs> there's that which too. you know i mean frankly for some of the artists it's like i would expect you know if i'm purchasing and license to an Imagine Dragon song pre all of this, I would expect to pay more than that. Probably about fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, quite a bit more. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, I mean the the people who I, I've seen a number of people online attacking this model and to me it just makes no sense because again, if you're using six songs a year, you're getting a screaming deal. Frankly, if you're choosing one of these mainstream songs a year, you're getting a screaming deal. So it just makes it makes perfect sense to me. The only thing that doesn't make sense to me is how you guys are making any money off of this. <laughs> I mean, because I just can't imagine like how you are working that out with these artists and making it work. But thank you regardless. So you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's all it's all Jason. Yes, it's nice. all me. It's all me. And Jason Mraz. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Jason and Group Mraz. and Jason Mraz. Yes. They're J2. basically the same person. <laughs> Evil twins. That's right. Is running your business taking away from the time that you have to make better wedding films? Do you feel disorganized? What happens when a hot lead goes cold after your first email response? Do you have a system in place to stay in contact with them? Do you find yourself asking, where was that bride's phone number again? And... Have they paid their invoice or not? Which package do they get and what are their deliverables? How organized are your financial records when it comes to tax time? Wouldn't it be awesome if you could afford forty dollars or $50,000 to pay someone to take care of all this extra stuff for you? I've got an idea. How about you sign up for 17 Hats and pay just $300 a year to let their amazing online software take care of all of this for you? Before I got 17 hats, I was buried in a sea of unorganized emails, spreadsheets, bank statements, receipts, sticky notes, Google Docs, and more. I was letting hot leaves go cold because I couldn't remember who to stay in contact with. 
I was spending weeks trying to get my tax records organized for my accountant. It was awful. And now I pay 17 hats, just $300 a year, and they do all of that for me. It's like having a full-time assistant working around the clock on your business, making sure that everything is organized, invoices are paid on time, and making you look like a real pro to your clients. And now, 17 Hats is giving you an amazing offer. When you use the link at the top of our website, weddingfilmacademy.org, you'll get 15% off the list price, and it's a great way for you to help keep us making great content each week for you. If you want to learn more about 17 Hats, go back in the archives and listen to the podcast that we did with them. We actually got to chat with the CEO and one of the VPs of 17 Hats for an hour. So definitely go back and listen to that podcast as well if you want to learn more. Thanks a ton. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so it was, wasn't just the transition to the subscription model. That was uh, a part of one of the big changes, but you are rebranding under the name Firefly um, because of more than just this change in subscription model. What else are we up to? Uh, can I talk about like with the transition with Firefly Song Freedom and kind of how we got there? So, you know, I, I think, um, you know, when I came on board, um, we were thinking that, it, you know, everything was going to become Firefly. Uh, and in kind of discussions with that, I kind of had some panic attacks, like song freedom is a known name in the business and, and who, you know, what Matt's business has been for the last eight years. So just throwing that away just didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, and not everybody agreed with me, but I just felt like it made more sense to make this transition into Firefly and, you know, we're Firefly song freedom now, which, you know, ideally is not, you know, my favorite name you know as far as it's it's a long name it's it's difficult in branding and stuff like that so i think eventually we'd like to become firefly but who knows i mean i i don't know i mean i like the fact that the firefly part is separate from song freedom because you know the music is such a big part of our business and song freedom is such a great name yeah um for our business so i think I think, you know, it's going to be a process and it'll figure itself out. Just like, you know, when you're running any other business, like generally as you work through it, you figure it out. So, um, you know, you know, I, I think it would be great if, it, you know, the, the two parts, you know, people are going to use the slideshow service. People are going to use just the music and then the video hosting down the road. Um, you know, I think people are going to kind of gravitate towards one of, the, one of the other names anyway. And that's totally fine. Yeah. So talk to me about the... Um, the slideshow software. So the slideshow software is, is, is really exciting, especially, you know, I think on the song freedom side, uh, the audience has been a lot, uh, a larger portion has been filmmakers. Uh, me being a photographer and, and Jordan, I don't know if you know much about me, but I was a photographer, but I also dabbled in film as right. well. Yeah. And towards the end of my career and, uh, I enjoyed doing both. I even was one of those photographers who tried to push fusion down people's throats, which is a giant failure. I was one of those guys too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did it for probably a year, and a year and a half, I think. I did presentations on it and, and I love doing it that I love the creative process. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, you know, adding the, the, the slideshow tool to our services is just, you know, it's a, it's a great tool and, and, you know, I, believe in slideshows i did it for my own business and you need a fast way to do it and being able to go to one site to just make the slideshow and you know uh, 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 as an aside 
you know, filmmakers now have an opportunity to use this tool. I don't know what would stop them from using it um, other than, you know, fear of pissing off other photographers. But, you know, if they're doing something as a service to their clients, they should use it. And it's, it's free with the membership. And I'm excited to see people start creating with it. And you can, you can move, you can put both video and stills in it. And uh, I think when you, when you combine the two, especially for portrait sessions and stuff like that, it's really powerful stuff. Um, and I think that photographers have gotten a little lazy because they just don't want to spend the time making the slideshow. This tool is so easy. There's no reason for them not to do it now. Yeah. And one of the things that is an extra revenue stream is even just, you know, so many of the events that we do, the rehearsal dinner or whether it's before the wedding, they're going to have some totally. sort of slideshow that has photos from since they were a baby yeah. all the way through to their relationship and, yeah. and just giving that slideshow kind of story for everyone who doesn't know, they only know the bride or the groom. And so they get kind of the whole picture through the slideshow. And so honestly, like you can go charge your clients, you know, just say 300 bucks to do this. Now you've paid for your whole year's subscription from one client, just throwing in their photos into the software and making a slideshow automatically. Gosh, you know, I forgot about filmmakers making those montages in a lot of their videos. Yeah. God, that's some huge money. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, seriously, <laughs> Thank you. Like, I got to remember so that in about, in about like six to eight weeks, if we turn on a crowdsourcing feature, which, which is there under the surface uh-huh. where you can go in and you can start the Smith wedding slideshow and you send a link to everybody in the family and all they got to do is click on it and they can dump all their photos in and they can drag and drop their own order to the photos and then just tell you when they're happy it's in there. Wow. And then you click, yeah, you pick cool the feature. song and click done, right? That's awesome. So that's that's there. It's just not on the surface yet. Sweet. So we wouldn't have to do literally anything. I mean, you, you just got send them. Well, a you link. have to collect the money. Yeah. Yeah, you have to put. That's true. You also have We'd to be send, happy with that too. You also have to send an email with the link. So yeah, you know, it's a lot of work. But I mean, that's something that would, like, no, no client is going to turn you down at a price of three to five hundred dollars for something like that. Like they're going to jump at that opportunity. And then again, you paid for your entire year subscription from that one client from something. All you had to do was send out a link and an invoice. That's pretty good. Now, I just, as, as we're talking, I just want filmmakers, are you listening? Because I know how hard it is for you guys to find add-ons to what you do. So those, those things to sell. So think about that a lot, what, what we just talked about. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about that when we were sitting down with the Switzer team last night. Is just, it is how much easier it is for... Um, for you to sell something to someone again rather than to find someone new to sell something to. True. So it's, it's just so much easier when you have repeat business, but that's the hard thing about weddings is, yeah, we can get business from referrals, but getting repeat business is super rare. If we mm-hmm. do, it's because, you know, that family had, you know, two daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, we're not getting much repeat business. So instead of thinking about just repeat business, how much can we add on to that one client who's already decided they want to use us? Now, what are the, all the other things that we can add on? And I think this is a great right. option. And, yeah, and that's what I was talking about. Like on the photographer side, you know, you have prints and albums and frames and, right. 
you know, it, it, it's frustrating on the, on the video side because you have the video to sell or, you know, maybe the montages or the thumb drives or you put them in a fancy box, but there's just not as much right. as for add-ons. So this is a good option. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, the, the other piece that obviously is the video hosting coming up. Yeah. So talk to me about what you're planning on for that. So, you know, as far as a release date, any, anytime we ask our, you know, you talk, you talk to our CTO and, and you ask, okay, when, when are we going to release this feature? And he'll say soon. And he say, can you be more specific? He'll say very soon. soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know, he likes, he likes a lot of testing and, you know, to be, to be candid, I mean, building, building the encoder, I mean, bu- building all these things for, for a video hosting site is, is some seriously heavy lifting. It's not as, uh, it's not as simple as building a music licensing website or, or something like that. Right. Um, cause that was really simple. Oh, was, I, I tell you what, <laughs> eight, eight, nine years ago is a lot harder than it is today. Um, th- at least from, you know, some of the stuff that I've, I've, I've you already, seen. you already blazed a trail, you know? And so yeah, everyone else is welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, you know, so there, there's a lot going on there and, uh, you know, Jason spoke earlier to the community aspect of everything. So there's, you know, there, there's a lot of shareability and, um, you know, sort of inner content for, for everything where you can like and comment, you can do things within the community that you build. Um, you know, obviously there's other hosting companies that are out there. This is something that I started sort of working on from a conceptual nature about two years ago. Um, I had a couple of meetings at, at the, uh, at the record labels and saw the direction that they were heading with things. And they were starting to, um, just, just, uh, starting to, to focus on Facebook and, and Vimeo. They had, you know, taken care of everything with YouTube, all their problems there. Uh, and it was very, very clear to me that they were going to work on getting licensing deals in place for user-generated content. So that's the general consumer stuff, not pro stuff. Uh, they were going to focus on that with Facebook. And then once that was done, they were going to turn their sites on Vimeo. Um, and, and knowing the Vimeo guys, as I have over the years, and knowing their stance on music rights and things like that, pretty sure that they're they're not going to comply and that everyone's videos are just going to start coming down in mass which is what i told jason uh before we before we brought him on like hey this is what's going to start happening uh about a year from now is my guess so we're going to have to start building our own video hosting uh, as a safe place where people can post their videos and not have them nonsensically blindly removed um and so that's knowing that was coming is why we started building it Mm. Um, really to create that, that safe haven. And it's like, okay, you're, you're cool here. We're going to, everybody's going to leave you alone. Just yeah. do what you're supposed to do and no problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're still going to help with, you know, claims and stuff like that. Cause people are still going to want to put their stuff on YouTube and other places, but yeah. it's going to take, you know, the, the claims still, you know, it takes time and it's, it's not, you know, and, 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 and it could be anything from two hours to 200 days like it's tough it's a process to get through and sometimes it goes quick but here you'll always have a place to put the video because a lot of times you have your clients you know you want to show it to them and if you can't get it somewhere where they can see it that kind of sucks yeah it's nice when we can control it and i don't we had uh it was i think it was last last year there was a there was a sticky one with uh steve moses who's been a customer of ours for years and just 
just a fantastic guy. I love that guy. Yeah, Steve's the best. And he had a problem yeah. where Facebook like removed his video and put some sort of a, I don't know, hold on him being able to upload other stuff. And I had to work my way up the Facebook chain and eventually got to the assistant general counsel for Steve Moses wow. <laughs> to, to, get, to, to get his, his uh, welcome, Facebook Steve. abilities reinstated and wow. yeah. And, and all that, again, I said there, there's hard work involved in, yeah. in, in time and in taking care of people the way that they, they should be. Yeah. Um, and it's getting worse. You know, if you've been on Facebook recently, it's getting worse. Oh yeah. And it's going to continue to get worse. And I had somebody that got blocked the other day because she was doing a Facebook live and, she had the radio on in the background. Yes, I saw that story. Yep. I, got yeah. a, I got a text message from, did I tell you this? I got a text message from Sal and Alyssa on, <laughs> on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Matt, we posted this thing and Facebook blocked us from uploading any more videos. Wow. Help. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's Christmas Eve. Some, so some intense uh, Scrooge robots out there in facebook yep on yeah. christmas eve nonetheless yeah these robots care about nothing the robots do not care yeah unfortunately on christmas eve that's all there is to talk to is robots yeah well ho hopefully we'll have uh we'll have some stuff for everybody to play with on the video side later this summer awesome um, actually so we'll, we'll give so tell me about beyond a safe place so it's a, it's a safe place to post my video where I know it's not going to be taken down because you guys know I have the license because I have, I'm a member. Um, so beyond that, what's, what's the vision for the hosting? Yeah. So, I mean, is it very, I, is it very, uh, is it more, um, Vimeo? Is it more YouTube? What, like, what is, what is this site about? Yes. Yeah, 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 definitely more Vimeo, Vimeo esque, <laughs> okay, I guess. Um, so, you, you know, I think that we we want to do, you know, YouTube. One of the things YouTube has done really well is is discovery, uh, and that's right. that's one of the things that we're we're already working on on building for for the launch. Um, but one of the things that annoys people is is obviously I think some of the uh, quality or at least perceived quality issues. Um, and then of course the ads and, and that, and it's sure. going to be a, you know, ad free environment, obviously, uh, quality will be there for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll continually and, and quickly, um, be adding more and more features as we, as we go, um, you know, try to release early and often uh add-ons and things like that like if you know we we've been watching is our is our pieces being built and all that and it's one of those like okay do we wait do we delay it for six months so we can have more stuff in the sandbox right away or do we just want to you know charge forward um because seeing a lot of the comments in uh some of the nastier comments in in the facebook forums and things like that geared toward other video hosting services and things that you know, they said that they were going to release this improvement six months ago, 18 months ago. Mediazilla 4K. <laughs> so, oh 24 months ago. <laughs> Whatever very it soon. is. Um, yeah, they've been telling me very soon for two years. Yeah. So I, we, we don't we don't want that. It's, it's yeah. obviously, you know, there's a lot of things that are very, very important to people. Um, you know, of course, like anything else, there's going to be those features that, that one person thinks that they need them and it's a thing that they're going to use one time and nobody else cares about that. Sure. And, and we're just going to have to 
you know, we have to pat that person on the head and say, that's a, that's a great little suggestion you have there. Um, but for the most part, we, we will listen to our audience and try to try to deliver, um, Mm -hmm. as much as we can, as quickly as we can. Um, and that, that might include, um, you know, menu building features and things like that. ISO files sort of thing. Maybe. I like where this conversation is headed. Also, you know, from from the video, from the hosting perspective, just to kind of bring it around, you know, I see it as an opportunity from the community perspective. I don't know if you remember uh, Vimeo when it first launched, you know, it was a place where you went as a filmmaker or photographer to see other people's work. And it was featured a lot more. And they definitely focused a little bit more on... Um, the wedding and and portrait side for sure. And they've since, I think, gone away from that because, you know, they're going more indie and stuff like that. But I see, you know, you know, imagine, you know, you know, thousands of filmmakers, you know, are putting their videos in there and being able to check a box and say, I want to share this with the community. And now I'm, you know, I'm anybody, I'm any, any filmmaker who's looking for some inspiration on a Friday before, you know, a Saturday wedding and being able to go to one spot and be able to see a bunch of featured videos or be able to just kind of bounce around and look at different things in one place, you know, all that, all that, all that being there, you know, when they want to share it, you know, there's a huge community aspect to that, that I'm really, really excited about because right now there's no place for that. There's no home for that at all. Uh, and you know, everybody puts their stuff on Facebook and puts it on YouTube and you can search for it, but you know, there's the possibilities with that are endless and I'm really, really excited for that part. Yeah. It feels like you're transitioning from a song licensing site to a full on, uh, community and resource for filmmakers in general, which is super exciting because I mean the mesh of, the the things that you guys are doing well with the things that Animoto is doing well and the things that Vimeo is doing well and what MediaZilla is doing well and bringing if we could bring all these things together under one membership holy cow that would be incredible that's that's the goal that's, that's pretty exciting yeah yeah that's exciting and, and I think that um, you know Jason mentioned the community piece to it and you know when we started this uh, we started song freedom almost nine years ago i guess and vimeo looked entirely different entirely different than what it does now right i went to the page for the first time in a while went to their homepage not too long ago and i i didn't recognize i didn't recognize the company at, at, at all anymore it was sign up for sign up for the subscription so i could watch as many uh, original content indie films as possible or something like it was yeah, I didn't realize it. It, well and that was um that was something that you know i've had i've had several meetings at, at their office over the years trying to figure out different ways to to possibly collaborate with them we've done some cross-marketing things but um one of their big initiatives for the last couple of years has been building their own content like a indie film version of netflix or something like okay. that and as, as everyone's goal, <laughs> and and when you look at the look at the, the corporate makeup though the structure there they're owned by IAC it's a giant giant venture capital firm giant all kinds of money and 
they, they want more money, right? Mm. So you, you paying $60 a year to for your Vimeo Plus is, is not necessarily keeping the lights on, mm. per se. So we got to find other ways to do that and all right. that. So I don't I don't begrudge them their, their decision um, to, to move in that direction. It just doesn't do anything for the community that we've decided to serve. Yeah. So since we're talking about community and we're here at Shutterfest, which is in, in Taylor and I's experience nice so segue. far. What's that? It's a nice segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, in our experience so far in the conferences that we've been to, this is definitely doing community at, um, at definitely like another level. You guys have been really invested as sponsors of Shutterfest since the beginning. So uh, obviously this is something you guys really care about as, um, you know, a way to build the community. However, it's been mostly for photographers. There's a few video classes. Um, there's, there's a handful of teachers. They're teaching some video classes. It's, it is definitely more on the side of elementary level education. And that's not to say anything about the presenters because the presenters are world-class but they also understand that their audience here at Shutterfest is photographers who are interested in making a transition and learning some of the basics of video. If this were to become a place that we told filmmakers they should come to, it would have to be, there would have to be much better content for them as people who are already producing quality videos who are at an inter intermediate or, um, or experienced level and there's content that's for them, that's helpful for them and producing better work and running a better business. Is that in the cards for Shutterfest? What is, could this be a place for them? Well, I mean, it definitely could be a place for them. And, you know, you know that on the WPPI side, I worked to try and bring filmmakers in, in that community. Uh, and I was somewhat involved in the in the filmmaker community before I went to work with WPPI. I think I spoke at one of the last relevant WEVAs in New Jersey. Uh, and that was probably the last time I remember a really great filmmaker event. Um, and it's frustrating for me because I think it's a great community and there's some really wonderful people in the industry. I, it's been frustrating for me to try and figure out why no one else has been able to put together. And every couple of months, somebody talks about doing it and creating their own event. And I don't, I, I, I don't think there's really, here's, here's what I think. I don't, really think there's a home for new videographers and filmmakers to grow in the community. There's a ton of people who are seasoned veterans like yourself and, and others in the industry, but there are very few who are being groomed on the way up. And I'm not really sure how they get from um, one to three years. And then they wind up in the forums. It seems like they show up at three years hmm. and then they stay active in the community. I can't figure out where the zero to threes are. And I, I, maybe there's some place that I don't know, but um, I think uh, on from Matt and I's side, we want to be involved in helping to build the, vid the video and film community. And we will definitely be in the ears of Shutterfest to help that. And, and, and on the WPPI side and Photo Plus for that matter in New York, um, 
it was always my big agenda because the first thing from any corporate side or any other anybody's side would be that okay let's create a secondary day for the filmmakers to come so in this case it would be it would be tomorrow there'd be a filmmaker part and for me it was always like no no no. they need to come and be part of it they should learn photography they should go to their video classes they should be part of the community it needs to be together one equal event that runs at the same time the same days uh and they changed things at wppi um the year after i left where you know things things were different it wasn't it wasn't inclusive it was part of it wasn't part of it was it's over here segregated, and you're over there yeah. segregated and that i think is uh, and and when i did it that way at WPPI, i think there was a lot of success to that and it was the same thing with the the the, the uh, video competition as part of the 16 by 20 um and that's why we changed the name to 16 by 20 print album and filmmaking competition um because it needed to be part of it and i think the same thing can happen on the shutterfest side as well i i think the exciting part on the shutterfest side in, in, a, in a long answer is the opportunity to do hands-on stuff here right. is really exciting and here's what i think would be really neat here is if people are out shooting and doing same day edits and stuff like that like what if we created event that they went and shot together and then they broadcasted in Union Station here every evening. Or there'd be video screens where people could be seeing the work that's going on and, and build that excitement level like as a new zero to three uh, person who went out and shot today and they broadcasted their two minute video that they shot. I think that the filmmakers that would attend here could become sort of, you know, rock stars at the conference in that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because, sure. It, is, because it is something so different. But I like what you're talking about in terms of a cohesive conference the community being between both photographers and filmmakers i had a lot of people um who when i was talking about going to wppi they're like oh i don't want to go hang out with a bunch of photographers i'm like i met some pretty cool photographers that are gonna start recommending me and getting me some well, that's thing. Work. Like, like why wouldn't yeah, i want to go hang go. out with other people you shouldn't go i'm gonna go network with people in my market yeah. and photographers like right, why would you not do that yeah exactly yeah. i mean because i i met world-class photographers who are traveling the world, you know, doing $25,000 wedding photographs. Why would I not want to meet those people, be connected to those people? And so I think having the connection with photographers, having an opportunity to get to meet and network with those people, to get to shoot alongside them, to build a relationship, to build that level of trust, for them to see my work live on the big screen in Union Station, all those things, I think there could just be a ton of value to that, um, to bringing the community together. Yeah, I mean, the networking opportunities are amazing from from that standpoint alone. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. And it's nice to have the, the trade show be so tight-knit, too, and you have all the vendors here right. that are, like, you know, willing to jump in and help and be part of the community. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's, it's just so tight-knit here. Um, you know, and Jordan, you and I have talked before about how, you know, difficult it's been in the past for the filmmaker side to have their own conference and trade show just because currently they're, they're at least to date, there just hasn't been the numbers to support it as far right. as a lot of the vendors are concerned, which is why, you know, Jason, when he jumped into WPPI there and said, hey, I want to I want to start a filmmaking side and that there was there was one guy in this industry dumb enough to offer to finance that. And that was me because <laughs> you, you can do anything you want as long as somebody's willing to pay for it. And I really wanted it to happen. And so I, I stepped up and, and that, and, yeah. but 
but nobody else did. Um, But, you know, combining it with with the photography community makes a lot of sense. And I think that there's um, a lot of unique things that the the film community can bring. Like these photographers probably don't know what, you know, a black magic camera is, Um, you, you know, but boy, they could they could really open some eyes around here. Sure. Yeah, and I think the opportunity for some of those vendors to be here too where they could maybe borrow gear to go out and shoot with and really practice with them. And, you know, there's no place that you can currently do that. And, you know, here's Rent a the, human. What? Rent a human. Rent a human. So uh, if you don't know what that is, they have this thing here <laughs> that is uh, aptly named Rent a Human where you can go basically rent a model for a few hours mm-hmm. with at least two other people, I think, and uh, go around this really amazing building uh to get some some portfolio images yeah so how cool would that be to be able to take some of these models and be able to build some video content as well if you're trying to you know let's say build a reel um yeah i mean imagine imagine all the real building that you could do and 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 on that side too like st louis is a very very easy city to get around it's an easy city to travel to and um from from an expense standpoint too, it's a very cost-effective event and uh, it's inexpensive to stay here. I mean, staying here at Union Station with the in the room block, I forget the I think it was around one hundred and fifty dollars a night. But there are tons of hotels around here that you could stay that are right. in walking distance for less money. And if you really want to cheap out and you were driving here, um, you could find rooms around here for $75 a night. I mean, you need to be careful. But, uh, <laughs> uh, if you're a tough guy, uh, you can find it. You can find safe hotels here for a lot less Bring money. $50 a night if there's bars on the window. Right. <laughs> Bring your own sheets. Right. But it's a very easy city to get around. There's not a lot of traffic here. Unless you're from St. Louis, then there's tons of traffic. But <laughs> if you're coming from New York or New Jersey, there's no traffic. Yeah. Um, and, and it is a very easy city to get around. Yeah. And the beer's really good. And the best brisket on <laughs> the planet. Fake news. <laughs> fake news. Uh, Man, these guys and their fake news. All right. Well, this has been really fantastic. So if you don't already, if you haven't heard it enough, the name is Firefly Song Freedom. Um, so you can Google that or where else should they go? You can go, go to, to songfreedom.com. Still, that'll work. Songfreedom.com. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks again. Thanks so much for all you do for the community. Thanks for all oh, that no, you're thank planning you. on. It's super exciting. So we're excited to see what's next for Flyer Firefly. I said that wrong. Firefly Song Freedom. We're excited to see how you guys not only develop amazing tools for us, but help us to grow the community because we need your help. <laughs> so thanks again. Yeah, thanks, dude. Appreciate thanks, it. The Wedding Film Academy podcast is produced by Taylor Juarez. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show and help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. And when you're done, head on over to WeddingFilmAcademy.org to chat with our other wedding filmmakers like yourself in the comment section. Until next time, keep making movie magic.